All right, how is everybody doing? I'm back. It's Monday. I hope everybody had a fabulous weekend. I know I had an awesome weekend. I spent plenty of time with the wife. We had a very, very, very good time. Um, and I have a special guest today. Uh, this is Kel is, uh, Kel is the Rocker. Uh, Kelly, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Kelly. I go by Kel's the Rocker 1.2. That is my handle at on TikTok. I'm mostly on TikTok, so that's where you'll find me. Kel's the Rocker 1.2, but you can call me Kelly. And uh, I followed your content for a while, and you said you followed my content for a while, and you reached out like kind of, we kind of uh, got you know got to talking about uh, just different you know pieces of advice that can help you to help get healthier and everything like that. And you were very gracious and uh, in allowing us to take this opportunity to uh, you know you present your issues, what you're having, and I can try to give advice, and we would, can kind of put it out to everybody. Um, and I think that that would you know the idea is, and I know people don't understand this, but my idea is the more people I can help, the better, um, especially in our world today, because we have such an unhealthy society uh, that I thought it would be just a good opportunity to, for us to run through uh, what your issues are. I'd imagine some of the issues you have with food are the same issues that a lot of other people have also. Mm -hmm. So we can just take the opportunity to try to help everybody out, you know? Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I would love to know, uh, like my first couple questions are, uh, have you always had weight on you? Has it always been an issue? Um, or were you an athlete when you were younger? And um, uh, what is your no a normal day for you like? So if we could just go through those real quick. So no, I have not always had weight issues. I started experiencing weight issues in my late teens, um, 13, 14-ish actually, uh, due to being on medications as a child that caused a lot of weight gain. Not saying that they you know, caused calories, but they made it very hard, easier to gain weight. Yeah. So yeah. that's when my weight trouble started is medications that I was taking as a child. And I've pretty much suffered with weight issues since then. And I'm 30 now. Were the medications for PCOS, anything like that? No, um, they were mostly like antidepressants. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll do that. A lot of times what happens when people, when, uh, especially to teenagers that are still developing, uh, their, like through their hormones or something like that, there's going to be enough change already. And the doctors don't warn the parents, basically, if you ask me, and I'm not a doctor, and this is not, not me talking shit on medical professionals, <laughs> but they don't warn um, the parents and the child that there's going to probably be a change in metabolic rate, but also energy level, those sorts of things. A lot of it normally is that, like, uh, especially if the person, like I know a lot of people that have ADHD that then go on medications and all of a sudden they're, uh, they're neat, uh, they're neat, which is uh, non-exercise related energy expenditure, basically. Uh, their neat drops down greatly because like if you sat next to like it drives my wife crazy but if you sat next to me like I am always bouncing my knees so there's even if it's just like an extra 10 calories an hour if I do you do it for 10 hours a day there's an extra 100 calories of burn you know what I mean uh, little things like that where all of a sudden the person is calmer or um, believe it or not if it changes your stress levels those sorts of things and when you're younger I mean it's important to like I believe where the medical profession kind of fails people is that there should be, uh, it's um, there. There should be some warning about these things and possible lifestyle mitigations. Also, there, the day I'm sure it didn't come up with any types of food you should avoid or anything like that, which is kind of crazy because there's tons of studies that show that uh, you know ultra processed carbohydrates, ultra, ultra processed sugar, especially, ha can have an effect on depression, that sort of thing, because it causes systemic inflammation, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. Um, so what is a normal day for you like now? So now since like I reached out to you on TikTok to let you know, like your videos really motivated and inspired me to really get my health in order, especially with COVID and knowing that um, obesity is like one of the largest contributors to, a, you know, a negative outcome with COVID. Um, I started doing intermittent fasting um, and that's been working fantastically for me. Good. So... Good. Intermittent fasting, I go to the gym um, at least four times a week now. I do lifting and I do like an hour of cardio dancing because it's easy. Awesome. And I do lifting after that. Uh, and so far, like the first, I just weighed in last week, I lost seven pounds in a week just from doing those things. Uh, with intermittent fasting, I'm finding that I'm not very hungry like that. But my mm -hmm. biggest concern is the consistency and how to keep it and make it an actual lifestyle and not a diet because I have lost a whole bunch of weight before, but I did yeah, it using Herbalife. 
And I'm like, oh. I don't want to do shakes for the rest of my life. So I stopped oh. eating them and I gained all of the way back and then some. So, <laughs> so, so now yeah, I intermittent, to permanent. Yeah, intermittent fasting, I would suggest like one of the best things people can do for themselves is really focus when you, from when you, when you first wake up until when you have your first meal, focus as much as you can on hydration. Um, uh, if you're in your, in the, in the high two hundreds, I would suggest you try to get a hundred ounces. Uh, what? I weigh 325 pounds now, 325. Uh, so if it, you, you don't look like you would, but like, I mean, cause like the, you know, but the, and how tall are you by the way? I'm five, seven. Okay. So you're fa you're fairly tall too, but, mm -hmm. um, I would suggest at least a hundred ounces before your, before your first meal before noon. Okay. At least if you could possibly go to the 120, a whole gallon, uh, from when you first wake up and that's not just water, that's all total fluid. Okay. So don't think like, it's gotta be like, just chug this thing. I do highly suggest, uh, 30, like I have a 30 ounce, I have, uh, I just had it over here. I, that was like my third one, but I've got like a 33 ounce bottle of water that I refill every single night, put into my refrigerator. And that is like there for me first thing in the morning when I wake up and sit down at the computer, you know, ow, okay. hey, awesome. But, um, so 20 to 30 ounces of fluid, right? When you wake up cold water, it'll actually help wake you up a little bit, that sort of thing. And then try to get about probably about another, you know, anywhere from 80 to hundred ounces before your first meal. For your first meal, I definitely suggest you stick to as much protein, healthy fat as humanly possible. Um, so if you're going to have any vegetables, make it like uh, green leafy vegetables. So like a steak salad, something like that you know, would be perfect. Oh, sorry, sweetie. I just, I just bumped awesome sauce right on the head. I didn't realize she was there. But um, I do suggest that, you know. Now, in the evening, like, how, so how big is your window, basically, because you're talking about intermittent fasting? So I, I have the eight-hour eating window, so I did 16-8, but I was combining that with OMAD. So one meal a day within the eight-hour eight hour period. Yes. And okay. it's been okay because my I have not been hungry. My appetite has been really good. Um, it's not so much that I... I suffered from overeating just that I was eating all of the horrible things. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big coffee junkie. So when I'm, I need, I have to give up coffee. So it's more so like, I like coffee with my cream, if that makes okay. sense. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, Very familiar. Creamers. Um, I was, I drink my calories and my fat. That's really big. Like the frappes at McDonald's and Starbucks. Those are so terrible. I know. So that's where my weight gain comes from. The not okay. eating a lot, just, just bad stuff. Really. Okay. So I got to tell you though, that that's actually a, a decently positive thing for your end. So one, realize it, but two, that means you're not used to a tremendously high volume of food. Right. And I know this sounds crazy, but if there was an opportunity between drinking too many calories or eating too many calories, it's a much easier life adjustment for people that drink too many calories. And mm -hmm. The reason being is the volume of food that's like for somebody that doesn't drink any calories, that would be your height and your size that eats their way there. That's a tremendously huge volume of highly palatable, uh, addictive foods, basically. Right. Um, but for a person that drinks their calories, you can switch kind of switch over to just water, zero calorie beverages and they're radical. Yeah, and the radical shift in, in caloric intake helps you to a great degree. I would suggest that um, you don't you, you, you make sure that you occasionally try to have something just for pleasure. That would be at the end of the evening. Like so uh, even if it were to be like a decaf coffee with some keto creamer in it, like there are certain keto creamers that don't have as high a sugar content that might help you out. They taste sweeter, but they're not uh, it's not the carbohydrate thing because that's what that's the thing you were taking in a lot of sugar and a lot of fat with, with the sugar. And that's yeah. what was causing it. Um, now that doesn't mean you should take in something every single day just for pleasure in a, in a liquid fashion, because you just shouldn't drink your calories as much as possible. You shouldn't drink your calories, you know? So I do, sorry, my allergies are crazy today, but I do suggest that, uh, that you plan ahead of time, like something, one portion size out of something that you can have just at, you know, just at portion, maybe even like a keto coffee at a, at a place or something like that. Um, but stay away from, cause you, you don't want to act like you can never do these things again. Cause that's what happens with the Herbalife thing too. Herbalife makes it so like you can only eat these items and anything else. There's no structure around it. Mm -hmm. Um, the, OMAD, I'm, I'm a, I, I actually kind of eat OMAD plus a, plus a snack in a day, almost every day. 
I am on multiple supplements that might control my hunger though. So there's a different thing, right? Um, but even when I was not on our supplement, I normally had like a meal about three o'clock and then another meal about six o'clock, a smaller meal and just, uh, healthy fats and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then, uh, healthy protein and healthy fats pretty, ma- pretty much mainly. I don't ingest sugar barely ever, like ever. I had sugar, uh, I think it was yesterday. Like, no, not yesterday. The day before we had, uh, some rice cakes with, uh, with an amazing homemade uh, elderberry jelly that we got on one of our travels, you know, um, it was amazing. And I felt the difference like the next day I was like, Oh my God, like you feel the rush, right? Um, activity wise, I think you're doing really, really good as long as it doesn't t- become too encumbering. Like you need to start liking this stuff and you do spend quite a bit of time. Like it sounds like you spend like an hour and a half in the gym four days a week. Yeah. That can be, that can be fairly encumbering. So I would suggest that you find a way to make sure that you can do there's stuff you can do at home too. Um, whether it be yoga or something like that, just going for a walk with the family, depending on where you live at and all like that temperature wise, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, I'm I down in that- Texas. It's really, it's, it's, it's murderous with the humidity, humidity. So that's why I choose to go to the gym. Because I'm in Southwest Florida and I just got done with uh, an hour outside. I love the, I love it. Like, but then again, I'm, I'm going to be 51 here in, in a minute. And I'm like, I think the heat helps my joints out. So a lot, a lot, but I well, get what you're saying here. too. Well, would you say that, would you, so the hour that I do in cardio is spent dancing. So it doesn't really fit, feel like exercise. <laughs> all day, all day. Um, so as far as like my eating window, since I am working out so much, I typically, since in the dancing, it's like Zumba, a lot of, a lot of movement. Um, would you recommend extending, like utilizing my entire eating window with healthier options that fill you or is OMAD okay even with what I'm doing? I think OMAD's okay with even what you're doing. So, okay. I mean, like I, I work out what would be considered at an extremely high intensity level. And I, and okay. I pretty much do. There's many days where it's just like, I'll just have some steak and veggies. Like, I mean, many, many, many days. Um, it would be different if like I was training for some sort of serious athletic endeavor, in mm-hmm. which case performance was, uh, was the important thing. I think as long as you are enjoying your workouts, I would definitely stay with the Zumba. Like if, if you like, if you like the dancing for an hour, to me, that's like, that is one of the things, like that is one of the amazing things uh, about it is that it helps people enjoy what they do. You need to like this, like okay. the lifestyle you build, you need to like. So if you are enjoying eating one meal a day and a lot of people, like it's weird, a lot of people enjoy it a lot more than what they think they would because you're not thinking about food all day long. Like that's right. one of the things I've noticed where I used to spend such an absorbent amount of time thinking about food, like thinking about food, procuring food and I have ADHD. So the second I start thinking about food, like if I'm eating something, I would be thinking about my next meal. So thinking about food alone just was making me hungrier, you know? So now that I kind of just plan out my food a little bit and I eat, I eat just one time a day plus one and a half times a day. I it's, it's just, it saves time. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, necessarily impede upon my life as much, but you need to like it. That's why I do suggest that occasionally you have something for pleasure. Like your, like your children's birthday party, you know, I would, if I was you, I'd have the cake, you know, like, just like, because you don't want to, you don't want to impress upon them how it, that it's a negative thing. You, I do think it's very healthy to impress upon children that this is a special event. And that's why we're having cake today instead of like having cake every day. I think people that feed their child or themselves something with the word cake in it on an everyday basis should possibly maybe think that that's not the wisest, you know, like setup. But I do think that like you should have, uh, have that I, for the next day for any special event. Make sure you have food procured, planned out, almost prepared for the next day that you know is highly satiating. Like if you have, like if uh, uh-huh. we we just went away for our anniversary, so the very day we got back, I ate steak. You know what I mean? Like I I, I had steak. Did you? I did. Did I lose you? I think I might have lost her. We'll wait to see if she comes back. Well, basically what I was saying for everybody is that like, if you are going to have an indulgence on any given day, you make sure that the very next day is something uh, that you already have planned out, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll talk about a few of these things. Uh, oh, oh, that is amazing. Oh, there she is. There we go. Can you hear me? There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the last thing you heard? Can you hear me? 
I can hear you now. Yeah. What was the last thing you heard? I heard everything. I didn't. Hmm. Hopefully we'll get her back here. There you are. Okay. Yeah, I had just booted me, but before that, I heard everything you said. Excellent. Okay. So that way, you, like what I was saying is like, you make sure you have your next meal planned out, something like that, you know? Um, but I would, if you're happy on OMAD, there's nothing like, as long as, as long as you're getting your nutrients. Now I would possibly suggest you take, uh, and I suggest it to everybody, yet alone women, that you take a good multivitamin that makes sure that it has uh, good iron content, biotin, those sorts of things. Good for hair, nails, and women do normally have a problem with uh, with being anemic or something like that too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And can right, I ask you go. just about like with with children, just to make sure I'm I want to be completely transparent. So I didn't, I have not always eaten well, um, obviously, and mm -hmm. those things passed down to your children. So my my nine year old. I just recently found out that she is on the verge of being pre-diabetic. Not because we've like okay. overly had a sensitivity to yeah. sugar because none of us have diabetes. None of us have it. So um, just wanting to reverse the even intro to pre-diabetes. So is putting your child on a restriction, like how to do that without making her life miserable or make her feel like she's being punished for something I would definitely say that you know like, I mean? the entire family, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I would definitely say that the okay. entire family needs to eat that way. That way she's not feeling singled out, okay? Right. The biggest problem you're going to find is probably when she's at school, like snack time at school, because mm. their juice boxes, the milk, uh, everything like that are high in sugar content. But if you're controlling decently, like controlling everything fairly much well at home also, uh, it should be, it, it should kind of normalize out a little bit, you know, uh, depending okay. on, on what all she's eating at school too. I would definitely have a talk with the teacher. Like, Hey, well, let's try to make sure lunch. this is kept. We're round bagging it this school year. So there's, we're going to be in control of what right. she's eating at school. We tried that. You just got to watch out too, because they'll trade food and stuff like that. So just, be, <laughs> just, just, just keep, just keep cognizant okay. of that. Okay. Um, but uh, absolutely. Like, and I would just make sure that it's, it's like a healthy environment at home too. Like if those things aren't around out of sight, out of mind, you know what I mean? But if, you know, if she's, if she can't have something that she sees other people eating in the household, that becomes tough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I can see that becoming tough. I would have a very realistic conversation though. Like, Hey, this is, we're trying to be healthy. We'll have, then I still occasionally have something like that as a treat, like, and view it that way. Just stuff like that. Yeah, just like birthday cake, everything like that. Like, absolutely. Like, it still should be done. Like, I, I'm, it's not like I don't eat. Crystal makes me, I can't eat gluten, but Crystal makes me an amazing coffee cake like once a month. Like, it's uh -huh. fucking delicious. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I, I, it's not like I don't eat it, but, you know, I, it's just got to be seen as like a treat, like an absolute, like just, it's people just, uh, my wife says all the time, people eat treats like their food instead of treats like their treats. You know, like, and that's what you just pull away from the pre-diabetes thing too, just to be real for children to, for, for children, it, it, it sounds to me more like they, you know, I, I would have that retested before too long. Also, I would, before I would actually even talk to her about it, I would, I would just try to set healthy habits and then have it retested before anything like that. Because very frankly, that could be in the testing or the, or, or the given day for the child. And you don't want to get, you don't want to get it in their head. Like there's a problem with them when you don't necessarily like when, when it can be a, a lifestyle adjustment and, or it could just be in the testing to be real. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but you know, we, we often find like, uh, and this is something we talk about all together. Families have to be healthy together. You know, yeah. like they really do like it, like me controlling my binge eating would be nearly impossible if Crystal had all the foods around that I couldn't say no to. It would just be almost near, it would be nearly impossible. So it's an important thing to like that, uh, to help out your entire family too. It sounds to me like you're also setting a very good example with activity and those sorts of things. If they have a youth thing where you can take them to Zumba, I would yes. get that done. I would get and that done. I would get that done. Arts this school year, she loved martial arts when we had her enrolled in it. Just keeping awesome. her active because she is young. She's 
should be able to <laughs> reverse all of it rather quickly. Yeah. But we want to make sure that we're doing it right and that it's a lifestyle for her and for all of us. Um, yeah. My brother, too, like he, my brother passed away from a widow's maker heart attack. He was, he was 29. Um, my brother wow. was six seven, and his highest weight, he got up to 500 pounds. Um, he went into the hospital one day because of chest pain, and mm -hmm. he was gone the Monday, that following Monday. He went in Saturday. My brother was gone on a Monday. So, and that was five years ago. Um, this will make you in October. It's okay. It's, I was angry with him at first because when I saw him, he lived a, a great distance. I hadn't seen him in months and he had gained so much weight. So I was angry with him because he knew better. We all know better, don't we? We all know mm -hmm. what's right. And I was angry that he didn't take care of himself. So that's a huge motivator for me. I just turned 30 this past September. I'm going to be 31 in September. But um, my brother didn't get to see 30. You know, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to leave my children behind over something that I could, could take care of and control now. You know, I think that's, you know, because me and you before we got on here in like the green room, so, so to speak, we were talking about like how society is so... Like so devoid of that, and I talk about we, we do we do stuff on TikTok, like the what I eat in a day is a fat person videos and everything like that that are on on there. We mm -hmm. talk I, we talk about that a lot on this channel, and I just find first of all it's commendable that you take that as a cue. Like it does, it sounds to me like like food behaviors as you were, as you guys were growing up were were an issue, and that part part of the reason why uh, you, you both had weight on you. But you know, people just can't ignore it, and I find that to be an egregious thing, especially on that app. It's like they, it's very clear to me that the app pushes the algorithm for unhealthy behaviors. Like, and, and nobody can tell me any differently. I mean, I just, nobody can. I have had videos where I don't swear, believe it or not. Uh, I've had videos where I don't swear and don't say anything except for like, maybe you should do this to be a little healthier, blah, 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 that get taken down almost immediately, you know? And I find that to be so egregious, but then we'll have like, you'll see these, the videos of these people who, what I eat is a fat person and not, that's not trying to, trying to lose weight. And then you see them glutton themselves on like 6,000 calories of food in a day. And it's, you know, it shows up in my For You feed. Like, I'm like, how does this show up in my For You feed? Like, especially on TikTok, especially on TikTok, because I rarely even talk about weight loss or, you know, fitness or anything like that on TikTok, because frankly, I've had so many channels on TikTok, on, on that app removed for talking about it that I now just kind of use it to like once a week, make a political statement, you know, like, and for those of you that are, that are wondering, you go, that's the real MFing COO. And I, I do a lot of my political stuff on tick on uh, Twitter, which is just this right here. But that I find that it's almost just this weird, like place where like, I, you know, you're, I mean, you, you are trying to lose weight yourself, but they like people in that community will probably be very hateful to you. I've seen some of your comments, like some of your videos where people are just being very hateful towards you, which is, I mean, I did want to start talking because you do talk, talk a decent amount about politics and stuff like that too. So I wanted us to get, get into that because I find it to be very intertwined right now. Health and politics, anybody that says health and politics aren't intertwined right now has not been paying attention for the last two and a half fucking years. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, just absolutely, you've absolutely had your head. Like that's when people get upset. People get, people get upset with me for talking about politics. And I'm like, well, you fucking kind of have to, at this stage, like, I mean, we, the unhealthy level levels in the population were basically the excuse used to close down the entire economy. Well, we have so many unhealthy people that the hospitals could get overloaded, blah, blah, blah. But at no point in time did we actually try to, you know, warn people, mitigate people, or even give them advice on how to be healthy. Instead, we gave them Krispy Kreme donuts to take an experimental therapy. And we have apps like TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram that demonize health to like health and fitness to a great degree. And then, you know, kind of post up like, well, Lizzo is brave and oh. this and, you know, Tess Holiday is anorexic and brave. And I'm somehow like, I'm, I'm the epitome, epitome of toxic masculinity because the tattoos and how I talk and my build and stuff like that, which first of all, I actually can like, I come from a different school of thought. I'm, I'm, I'm about two generations, you know, two decades older than you. And I've come from the school of thought, like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. 
You know, like I just, <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm, unless you can like the immediate, the first immediate thing that happens on that app is like, they go to the bald and then they go to the, they go to this and that, like my wife loves me bald. Like, I mean, absolutely. Like if, if, if I was not bald, if all of a sudden my, all my hair grew back, I'd be shaving my head every fucking day. Cause she loves me bald, you know, like, okay. and that's what all that matters to me. But on that app, I, I do find this to be kind of interesting. I have seen some hateful shit said to you by people that you would like that claim that they're like all about acceptance. Can you like run me through your experiences with this? Well, um, firstly, I I'm black. In case you didn't know, Alan. I'm no black. way, really. <laughs> shit. And I'm conservative and I, I am very vocal and open about my conservatism and I'm, I'm more of a traditional conservative. I've been with my husband since I was 16 years old. It's not been perfect, but we have been together all of that time. Um, we have four children together and Congratulations. Uh, thank you. We, our life has been chaotic to say the least, and we're just trying to do this thing the right way and some of the things that people of course say to me they call me a coon they call me an uncle tom they call me a pick me um people have addressed me pick about me? a pick me yes a pick me that i'm tap dancing for the approval of white people that's that's i'm like yeah that's exactly what i'm doing by telling people to do better for themselves that's that makes so much sense <laughs> but those are the kind of things that I hear just recently, like a couple of days ago, I haven't posted a video in a few days. Um, a lady says to me, because I was addressing this gentleman who was in the hospital because of COVID. He mm -hmm. is obviously morbidly. You, you commented on this. I saw, yeah, I saw that video. He's obviously overweight and has underlying conditions. You can see that. And he's trying to say, if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, go get it. And I said, you know, just keeping it honest and a hundred percent, with all due respect, sir, you're not in the hospital bed because of, you don't have a vaccine. It's because we're unhealthy and we need to be honest about that. And Absolutely. and we don't want to be. We stick our head in the sand and say, oh, if I was vaccinated. And I'm like, no, because I had COVID and I knew I was not going to get a vaccine because I knew you can't vaccinate against something like a coronavirus. It's like science went out of the window with this yeah. particular virus. But... I said that it's not the vaccine. It's because you're unhealthy. When I knew I wasn't going to take the vaccine, I said, I need to start eating right. I need to start going to the gym. I need to make sure my immune health is good. So I went to the store. I bought every multivitamin that they said would help with your immune support. Last year, I was taking maybe 13 or 14 different multivitamins. I'm not even kidding. Just to make sure that my immune system was as good as possible. Because I was also born with asthma. I was born with it. Um, and it was severe when I was young, I had got the flu a few years back when I was pregnant with my son and it literally almost killed me, Alan. I was in the hospital for three days. They told me if I didn't go when I did, I would be dead. Um, and so I thought COVID's going to kill me for sure. If it's anything like the flu, it's going to kill me. But I took the initiative. I was listening to the data and science and they were saying that if you're elderly, if you have underlying conditions, if you're overweight, then you are at the most risk. So what do you do when you hear that? You start eating right. You try to start getting the weight off of you. You make better choices. And that's what I did. I got COVID in October and it was nothing, Alan. It was a cakewalk. It was, I was like, this is what we shut the world down for. This is what we shut the world down for. I was, you know, I had, I, we, I had it a couple weeks ago and like I, by, by day three, I had one of the best workouts I've ever fucking had. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, it, and don't get me wrong. Like it, it can be different for everybody, depending, even depending upon age and all like that. My point behind it was like, and I used to do health. I was in, I was a healthcare executive for like almost a fucking dozen years, you know? Mm -hmm. And my point by it was one, we're taking away people's choice. Like it's we're, we, we allow people to eat, drink, smoke, do all these things. And then we're, we're saying like, you have to do ABCD over this, what would be considered kind of, middle of the road flu virus, cold virus, you know? And uh, somebody just said the mutation rate does make it hard. Not really. No. Like if, if you, if, if you get natural, if you get natural immunity uh, from like recovered natural immunity, it's broad, it's normally what's called broad spectrum immunity, meaning it, it covers most of the variants and stuff like that. And 
the latest study shows that it's good for at least 16, 17 months. Correct. And that's um, my that's my expertise. I'm spend hours studying natural mm -hmm. immunity because that's what I have. Of course, I'm going to look to see what's going on right. with me. So natural immunity, of course, would be better than the vaccine because you're not getting just one aspect of the virus covered, right? You're dealing with the entire virus. So we get protection that you don't get from a vaccine. They can tell who's been vaccinated and who has had a natural infection because you don't mm -hmm. get the same things. And well, there's also this thing like I like we were firing healthcare workers who weren't getting the jab. And to me, that's actually backwards. Like I, I would much prefer I would much prefer my healthcare workers to be non jabbed because in retrospect, if it like people don't seem to get this asymptomatic spread is not actually a thing. OK, Correct. or it wasn't before we had this uh, symptom suppressing jab like so now. Like if you haven't had if you haven't had the jab and you have the vid and you are asymptomatic, you don't spread it. There's no there's no such thing as asymptomatic spread, except when now we have people who have their symptoms suppressed, but they're still because of the jab, but they still the have, they would be. Yeah, yeah, their viral their viral load stays high, but the, but their symptoms are suppressed. So I would much rather have like if I had a choice with if my mother. Uh, who's elderly and immunocompromised, if she had to go in the hospital, I would love for all of her nurses and doctors to be all au, au natural or non-GMO, as I call them, you know, like, because to me, and people got pissed about the GMO thing when in fact I was right again, because it does alter people's genetic code. Uh, I was just like, I have said, I told you so, like so, but I've been called a conspiracy theorist, stay in my lane. I'm like, well, I was a healthcare executive, so I am this lane. is kind of my lane. And... <laughs> You know, not to mention that like obesity is the second largest determinant besides like being elderly. Like it, it, we have a, we have a huge amount of population that have eaten themselves into uh, being vulnerable. And to a great degree, people still don't get this. This is not just like it's normally not hard on like the average obese person. It's yeah. normally you have to have type two diabetes and something else along with it. Like there's multiple things like 95% of people have had an average of four underlying conditions Four, four. you know, I mean, and it's still much, much, much higher in age bracket. Like the average age of people passing away with this has been in line with the average age of life expectancy in America. So these are the people that do the dying, you know, and I just find it amazing. Like the biggest telling thing for me was. Yeah, in, in, in 2019 or 2018, the last data that came out, we were at 42% obesity. And this is like according to 2018 numbers. And now when you just go by the natural graph that it was going on, by 2020, we would probably have been at like about 45% obesity, you know? And then you take 2020 when a huge portion of the population gained about 35 to 40 pounds. So now we're over 50%. And if you look at the 2018 numbers, depending on how you look at obesity, when it comes to waist to height ratio instead of BMI, which is, I actually think waist to height ratio is a little bit more telling because it's more about the visceral fat than it is about actual just BMI. Because mm -hmm. some people can just be naturally predisposed to carrying extra subcutaneous weight. Like uh, right. uh, black black women in general do normally carry a little bit extra subcutaneous body fat than, right. other, than other people, right? But if you look at the visceral amount of visceral fat, that's a determinant. So waist to height ratio, right? But waist height ratio wise in America, the average person, male and female, was obese by waist height ratio. So we were over 50 percent obesity already. And then we get fatter and not one person was like, hey, maybe you should get out in the sun, get some exercise. Instead, we closed gyms and did so, so many things. I just found it to be very egregious. And then like we like we made it almost illegal to say anything about health. Like, again, like I talk about obesity and have for four or five years now. And even before all this happened, it's got to the point where, like, if I would say, hey, if, you, if you're fat, you need to lose some weight. Like, it's it's unhealthy for you. That mm -hmm. vi Those videos were getting stricken down for a year before we even talked about, like, the vid. And it just got so much, like, so much worse. Like, I don't even, like, I, again, for TikTok now, I don't even mention. Like, I just don't. I don't even mention uh, weight loss normally. My last video did. My la Like, two of my last videos did. I'm, I'm waiting for them to get pulled down. But... When we talk about these things, it's like this weird vacuum uh, of, of reality and sense. Like, and I find it to be, it's so leaning towards one side. Now, don't get me wrong. There are conservatives that are in complete denial of their health. And I actually pissed a bunch of them off because I said, you know, a lot of you guys have a 1776 
uh, attitude with a 7-Eleven, you know, <laughs> constitution, you know, like, like you guys are talking all sorts of Billy Badass, like not all you guys are going to be snipers. Like, <laughs> like, like if, if, if you can't walk a mile down the road, like if shit pops off, like, wh- what do you think you're going to do? Like you can have a, you know, you might be okay. You might have a massive armory of shit, but if you literally can like have a hard time getting off your couch as a newsflash, you're not going to be much help to nobody. Right. Like a true, pa- a true patriot. Like we should be viewing being healthy as like a citizen's duty. Just like I, just like I personally view, uh, you know, taking advantage of your Second Amendment rights being a being a citizen's duty. Like I think every citizen should own, um, because it's not about even protecting yourself from even our government. But the thing, the reason why nobody would ever attack our homeland is because we're all armed. What the fuck they, what the fuck they gonna do? You know, like I mean, I mean, they may nuke us, but that's what they gotta do because at you know they're not they're not like nobody's coming to Florida and fucking invading, you know, like it's just, nobody's coming to Texas, like, and, oh. you know, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's a weird scenario, but we have a lot of people, you know, even on the right, because I'm not, I'm really not right or left. I'm kind of a con, I'm just a constitutionalist. That's you know? what I am too. I just a conservative constant. I have to say conservative because I'm a Christian as well. And that's how I lead my life. Yeah. So where I consider myself, I have it in my profile, hashtag team control group, totally stole it from you. I'm telling you right yeah. now, because yeah. I was like, that is so cool. It's trendy. So that's what's in my profile, hashtag team control group. And I'm a constitutionalist when it comes to my politics. I'm a libertarian-ish because whatever you do, that's your business. Just don't bring it over here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's, that's, that's very much how I lean too. But I did want to like, I, I did want to ask you like, because here's my here. This has been my biggest thing too, and obviously we're, we're t- you know you you you've brought up that you're black. Um, <laughs> so it was not obvious. What what like what is more racist than somebody saying that you can't figure out how to get an ID? Ugh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, some things can be more racist, like the idea I'm supposed to think a certain way because of the color of my skin, that I am limited to a certain lifestyle because of the color of my skin. I have had people on numerous occasions ask me, how can you do this as a person of color? And I'm like, what does that even, last time I checked, there's a white crayon in the Crayola box, okay? So white is a color, so I don't really know what that means. And then also, what is the difference between colored people and people of color? What's the difference between that and the Jim Crow South when it says coloreds only or whites only? What's the difference? You know, I have a I have a unique perspective because I, I I grew up in you know I was born in in the seventies you know in the early seventies, so I still was around like when I was in high school it was still decently like you like you could like people were openly racist you know mm-hmm. like uh, I was you know all, you know a huge portion of my friends. Uh, were black and there was places we couldn't go after track meets that they wouldn't serve us. And they, I mean, they called me an end lover, like just, you know, you know, openly. And this was in the fucking eighties. You know, this isn't, I mean, this isn't super long ago. So don't get me wrong. It's not like racism doesn't exist. I just have a hard time. You know, I, I, I see racism every day right now. I just think that people are getting accused of being racist are not actually racist. I think that people that are doing the accusing are pretty fucking racist. You know, like, I I mean, all the time, Alan, there's no difference between a KKK member and a white liberal. The only difference is between the two is that the white supremacist exalts their white supremacy and, and the white liberal loathes it. That is the only difference because white, white privilege is white supremacy by another name. So if you come to me and you tell me that you have white privilege, you are telling me that you are better than me, that I am beneath you. Exactly. That's oh, that's so. That is. <laughs> I, I've said that so many times. Like to think you're privileged over somebody. Like you, you like you realize how fucked up that is. Like, uh, like during the election, I was just like, because I, it was so strange. Because I've been called a racist for years now. Like years. Like because I say that you, you know, I, I speak out about obesity, and somehow the fat acceptance community has equated that anybody that says anything against that, if you're fat phobic. You're also racist because racism was born and blah, blah, blah. All that stupid, like as a newsflash to you, to by the, the fat acceptance community, if you have to try to take somebody else's marginalization to try to, you know, as your own, that's just a form of fucking discrimination also. But um, 
when I was like, I, I was seeing shit and I'm like, you, how, how don't you guys see it's racist? Like one of my first accounts, somebody asked me like, do you like black people? And I was like, depends on, it depends on the person. Like, I mean, I've met plenty of white people. I fucking can't stand. I've met plenty of black people. I can't fucking stand. I've met plenty of white people and black people that I fucking absolutely love. It depends on the person because right. if I were to judge somebody by the, like if I like them or not by the color of their skin, that is in fact fucking racist. Like, I mean, like, I, oh, I love them. They're black. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, I mean, like, and it's so like, it's such a, such as like micro, like it shows they live in such a microcosm because do you know how many different kinds of black people there are? Man. Like, I mean, throughout, throughout the fucking world, throughout the country. Like, like, I mean, I had like, you know, I've met black Southern Creole women who have a completely different like personality, completely different like than the person next to them. But like, there's different heritage when it comes to this too. Like, it's the same thing. Like, not like most Southern white folk aren't the same as like Northern white folk. We have different fucking shit we go by, you know. And I just find it so insane that people will call other people racist while spewing racist. the most racist shit, you know, like. I, because as speaking as somebody that's seen racism, like we won't serve you here because you're black. I'm sorry, but like if you say I should like all people because of their color, that's just as fucking racist, you know. Okay. Like, it, I mean, to, to for me to to think that like you couldn't accomplish anything in life I can accomplish isn't because of it is in fact racism. It is like it, it really is, and. To me, it's and it much starts more about at the top, Alan. It starts at the top from Joe Biden down, and it's really—I find it very offensive personally. Um, I often cry about it. I'm a crybaby. I'm going to tell you 100. percent If I don't cry before this is over, then oh my gosh, that's going to be a shock. Oh so I cry. I cry about this because I'm from Detroit. I I talk this way. This is how I've always spoken. I've not been traditionally educated. I've not been to college. I grew up in the ghetto. If I was to take you for a ride through my old neighborhood, you're going to see abandoned houses and drug dealers on it. Mm -hmm. Talking about dead bodies on the street. My parents had to move because someone shot up their house kind of ghetto. That is where I'm from. I was born and raised there. I have no influence from white people outside of my teachers and you only see them at school, right? So my life is filled with black people. So this this is who I am. This is just me, right? Mm -hmm. And for I have experienced a lot of success. I don't know what racism looks like. I don't, I've never experienced it on a personal level because I do not believe myself to be less than anyone. Everything that I've ever tried to have and get in my life, I have gotten it because I am not afraid to, I'm not afraid to assert myself. I know who I am. I know what I'm worth and what value I bring. So if I bring that value and I believe those things about myself, then I'm going to act that way. And for the most, and for, I can't tell you a situation where I have run into someone who says, oh, you can't do this because you're black. The only people who have ever told me I can't do something because of the color of my skin has been my family, the people who look like me. And when I got out there into the world and I said, I'm just going to go see for myself, because that's what I Mm -hmm. said. It can't be any worse than what I got here. So I'm going to go see for myself. And when I tell you, since moving to Texas, because I'm in Michigan right now, that's where I'm from. Um, when moving to Texas, when we got sick, the same white people that they swore up and down when we moved down there would hate us and they would be racist towards us. People I didn't know, Alan, they were coming to our house, bringing food for our kids, bringing soup for us, bringing medicine to us. And we didn't know them. We were so off. We were so taken aback by their hospitality that we thought they were plotting on us. That's how uncommon that's, that's how uncommon it is for people to just do those kind of things here in Michigan. So I've never worked a minimum wage job. I've never, I don't, like I said, I don't have a degree. I work myself from the bottom. I work, I've made $11 an hour, but I've never received an $11 an hour paycheck because I'm a grinder. I'm going to get what I want. So I'm making $11 an hour, but my paychecks are $6,000, $10,000 a month because I'm going to, I get what I want. And if I yeah. think that I can do it, then I'm going to. And no one has ever tried to stop me. Everyone has always wanted to help me. Even you, you could have been like, Oh, it's nice that you think I'm nice. You didn't have to offer to give me advice or to help me. You could have just ignored me and you didn't do that. So, well, I mean, here, here, I here's, like- cause here, here's my thing. First of all, I appreciate people that's, that speak out. And I mean, you definitely do that. And like that to me, closed mouths don't get, don't get fed. Right. You know? And I mean, 
that that's a what I find is amazing, right? Is how labels are put on people nowadays and we are just supposed to accept them. And like, you're supposed to live your way. I'm supposed to live mine. And I just don't buy that. Like as we, my wife and I own multiple businesses. Like I left a good career, like a, like a lucrative, good career to build our own businesses and do my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I appreciate people that would do that. Like it was fucking scary as fuck leaving a six figure job, the fucking yelling to a camera for a goddamn living. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like you got to go get it, you know? And I just think that like you, you're setting a really good example because in our world today, young people in general, not just, not just, I mean, and you're to me, you're very young. Young people in general are told that you're victims. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not even their skin color. That's just like people just like the victimhood is just insane right? Like, you, well, if you're fat, you're a victim. If you're black, you're a victim. If you are a female, you're a victim. So like you, like the intersectionality, which is another fucked up term. I just cannot <laughs> goddamn stand. Intersectionality needs to fucking go sit by microaggression as the two <laughs> fucking phrases I've ever fucking heard in my life. You know, like, but inter, you know, like, so you're black, female, and overweight, technically you're like the biggest victim on the fucking internet, right? Uh, And I just, like, I appreciate when people don't let, like, you, the limits you have are the limits you put on yourself, Correct. you know, like, uh, I mean, that's absolutely how I view shit, you know, and it would be easy for people to just say, okay, I'm supposedly a victim, and a lot of people, it's unfortunate that a lot of people buy into it, a lot of people do, they, she wanted to say hi to everybody. Cute. What's her name? This is Awesome Sauce. She is a celebrity. <laughs> She's in her I little say Awesome Sauce mm. all the time. I thought I was the only one. I say Awesome Sauce. I say Awesome Tastic. Those are my words. <laughs> this is my baby. Yes. <laughs> so cute and fluffy. Uh, yeah, and fat. She needs to lose some weight. We're we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, go, no, no, no. Uh, but um, but to me. Uh, I find it just kind of this egregious, amazing thing where, so do like, and I wanted to talk to you about this too, because it's going to make its resurgence, by the way, people need to look at this, right? Do black lives matter? All lives matter. All lives matter. (laughs) But to me, to me, what I say, some lives matter because all lives don't matter. I'm sorry. All lives do not matter. Because Frank, because frankly, you're a black person, and if and, and, and if you don't agree with what they if, if with what Black Lives Matter says, they don't give a fuck about you. That's correct. It's, it, they, it's kind they of amazing. He said to um, Clarence Thomas, who's sitting on the highest court of the land, had the right. audacity to call him the N word, and these are allies, right? Did you see, Twitter? Went, did you watch? Did, are you on Twitter? No. Twitter went fucking crazy. I have never, ever, ever seen. The N word used in malice, in with just such ease as go back to what people, I said. The white liberal is just like the king, and they're the same. <laughs> I was like, "Are you like to the point where like I kept checking to see if these were parody accounts?" No. You know what I mean? Like they were blue check, verified liberal accounts, openly saying, "And I and I'm calling, and, and he's this, and I you can tell him I said that." Like. Holy George Takei said that he was a uh, someone in blackface and he shouldn't, he doesn't belong on the Supreme Court. And I said, and then that broke my heart and made me cry a lot. I have a very, a very sensitive spot for elderly people, especially yeah. elderly black people, knowing the adversity Clarence Thomas faced. I, yeah. I don't know if you watched his story, if you have an opportunity. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I watched it twice and cried both yeah. times because he's an amazing human being. He should have. If anyone has a right to be angry about something, it's those people. But he didn't make excuses for himself. He understood what the founding fathers' intentions were. No matter what hypocrisy they had, there's no justice. There's nothing wrong with the law. It's the people behind the law that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Our constitution, exactly. to me, is amazing and perfect. But it's the people, not perfect, but it's the people behind it who are supposed to be protecting it and enforcing mm-hmm. it. That's the problem. So you know, he he also I don't know a lot of people don't know this about him. You know, he spends most of the year when he, when court's not in session in an RV in an RV traveling around travel around meeting people from the country. <laughs> That's fucking cool as fuck. With like you could have possibly you could have you could have possibly met him 
to an RV? I, I will. I'm going to. I'm telling you, I'm going yeah. to. At my church, there are people who have met and know Clarence Thomas. That laugh that he has, that hearty laugh, is, yeah. is real. I At first, I'm like, there's no way he's laughing this hard. But it's yeah. real. That is his authentic laugh. Um, but I have an issue when people tell Black Americans who have reached prosperity and success in this country that they... Um, can't do it or they'll never be worth anything because they're black because I will keep it. I love transparency. I'm 100% honest. I probably am too honest for my own good. But of course, as a black American, I face an identity issue. And it's not something that people like to talk about, but we need to talk about it in order to fix it. That's a lot of the problem that we have that we can't talk about the problems for real. And the identity issues that I had was because I have the people who look like me telling me these people hate you they'll never love you they'll never accept you but i've only been hurt by the people who look like me and then i see other groups of people who have not done nothing but love and embrace me and support me and uplift me and i have to look at them with skepticism because i'm listening to the people who i come from so i have to it's 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 an active thing to do to reprogram yourself to change how you think and how I do that is surrounding myself with other people who are already there where I want to be so I listen to people like um, Milton Freeman I listen to Thomas Sowell Larry Elder I listen to um, Antonin Scalia like those people who understand who have experienced true and real adversity in their lives and have faced the racism like they're trying to make it seem like it is today and I have that's how I keep myself grounded in reality because that's not that's real. Awesome. I'm not going to reject my real life what I see for what you say. And I tell people that all the time. Same with this election and the January 6th stuff. I said, You're not going to try to brainwash me into believing that I didn't see what I know I saw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I feel like they're just, they're lying to people and they're brainwashing people. I don't know how they do it. I'm off. I often pray and I say, God, if I'm crazy, please let me know. Because I'm like, it can't be this complicated. I cannot be. I, these people are insane. Something's well, wrong. If you look, if, if you look, if you look at, uh, even a TikTok and Instagram and everything like that, seven seconds. I mean, they, they want seven second engagement that, you know, that, that actually look like as somebody has, that has ADHD, I can tell you that actually lowers people's uh, attention span, you know, like, and it's very easy to develop bad habits. Like bad habits are developed very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, good habits are normally harder to harder to maintain and, and build, just like food habits, right? Like it can take a month to build a to build a healthier food habit, but then if it takes, you know, like all of a sudden you you know eat pizza three days in a row, you know, it, it, it's over, right? So when you look at stuff like that. They, they want to be able to sit like at no point in time in the last two and a half years has anything been legitimate. Like if I can't question a medical professional, it's not science. Like, right. I mean, I, I, have, I say this all the time. I could absolutely destroy the CDC director in open debate with the notes on my phone in under five minutes. I could destroy her. Like, I mean, like, like at no point in time can she point to any data that supports half of what she said. I have right. this, I have a video of this woman saying that it is, Perfect. It's a perfect time at any time. If you're a woman and pregnant, if you're a woman, think about getting pregnant. If you're nursing, it. it's a perfect time to go to go to to go get jabbed. And I'm just like, based on what fucking information? Like at the time, before we even knew the before the the data drops had hit, I was like, there's no information on this. Like okay. to have like informed consent. At no point in time should we be like I should be able to go to my doctor. And this is a this is a little piece of advice for all of you out there. Okay, and no, I'm not a doctor, but this is just how this actually works, because I've sat in boardrooms when on made for major hospital chains that go over this consistently. And it doesn't seem to be a rule anymore. But if your doctor prescribes you medication, ask them what the possible side effects are and what it does, how it actually works in your body. They should be able to tell you specifically how it works for your body, what it's supposed to do. Then they should be able to run through all the possible lists of every single thing that could possibly go wrong with this medication if they cannot it is not informed consent if they speak in a language like oftentimes literally you like when you uh when you go to school for healthcare administration they teach a a, a class called medical terminology and vernacular because uh-huh. they speak in a different language almost if they say something that you don't understand you should say explain that to me and they should explain it to you in full and if they don't if you say i don't understand Technically, they should not prescribe it to you because you do not have informed consent on what could possibly happen to you. 
we robbed hundreds of millions of people of informed consent. Uh, hundreds around the world. Uh, yeah, billions around the world of informed consent. And that is just, to me, us not have, being able to have discussion or debate, like they're literally closing down. It was like the same thing, like, well, you're a Trump voter. Like, so, uh, so since I chose not to vote for a very clearly cognitively impaired individual who was running on a platform of mandating me wear something on my face that I felt I didn't need and nobody could tell me why I, how in any way I would need it when in fact, historically, it didn't, it doesn't do anything because of that. I'm, I'm, I'm now invalid. And I just, we, we, that was the stance instead of like, let's discuss, let's have a debate about this. Let's have, you know, fruitful conversation. Uh-huh. And I, that's one of the things I would love to have happen. Like I, I'm interested in having people on this channel that disagree with me, that we can have actual conversation with, but instead it's normally, I just get called a doo-doo head with who's bald and you know, this and that, where I just feel that conversations even like because of that since i can't have anybody on that that will disagree with me uh that has uh, that is and don't get me wrong there's always going to be some troll like who has no name and like literally has a, a three-day old account being like i'll debate you like shut the fuck up like <laughs> like i mean like let me have like i you know like like auntie karen i'd love to have aunt karen on here i mean yeah, and, and if she, I, from, from t- she's famous on tiktok she's an absolute racist misogynist or a race isn't you know, she married to a white guy yeah, she's married to a white guy, but she, but she's, she's so racist, and she's a black woman. She's so incredibly racist; it's insane. And she's blue but, check verified somehow. And you have people like this is savvy, savvy. I don't know if you follow savvy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I do. <laughs> she can't get blue check verified to save her life, and she yeah, has. A least, she's been on national television more than one time, mm-hmm. and she can't get blue check verified because of how she chooses to speak. She's not anybody's victim, and that's. Yeah. That's also a reason why I fight so hard and why I do speak up. At first, I was going to give up on TikTok because I said, I don't like that they're trying to take my voice away. And it bothers me a lot, especially coming from where I come from and not having the ability to say my piece. Um, You're not taking my voice away. And being that now social media is the new public square, that's exactly what they're doing. A lot of people can say, oh, just go somewhere else. No, we don't. We're not outside doing debates anymore. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So these these tech companies have a great, great power, virtually unregulated power to shut you out, even if you've done nothing wrong. Because sometimes TikTok will take down your video and saying it's a community guidelines, but they'll never tell you what it is. And I'm like, that's not fair. And that's not right. Because if you say that I'm a victim, then I should be at the highest priority. But it's not that it's that you don't think how we want you to think. And therefore, you don't matter. And that is why all of these kids are having these mental health issues. Because this is where you matter is on social media. No one cares what you have to say anymore. Yeah, I get so. said that, I get told that a lot too. The mental health thing, like you know, there's people that that are going to be upset by me saying that obesity is bad for you and mental health, blah blah blah. I'm like, then what the fuck are they doing online? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but like you, you, you should like. So, freedom of speech. Like, I'm a big. Like I said, I'm 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 a I'm a constitutionalist. Me too. I don't believe any speech should be monitored. Thanks. Like, yeah, because here's the thing. I've met real ass racists in my life. Like not just not just the Democrat racists. I've met like, you know, I lived in the South KKK racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the way, normally Democrats. Yeah. Um, uh, just to, just to be real, they are normally Democrats. Like people like it. it the KKK was fa- was founded by Democrats. It's just reality. They did but not change I, the platform. Some people say there's a party switch. I said they did not switch parties. They no. just changed tactics. Like, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? So, like, there, there was, there was, there was really no, really no, no, no switch. There was only people two don't people seem... two who changed yeah. parties, yeah. and that was Strom yeah. Thurmond, and I can't remember the other guy. Yeah. There were two. That was the big party switch. The, the thing was that they just started, they just changed their tactic and started calling other people racist, saying that they were discriminatory. Mm-hmm. Like like the voter ID thing. I'm sorry. If you think that black people can't figure out how to get an ID, you're racist you as fuck. You have to have an ID to go. You have to have an ID to drive, Alan. You have to have that was, an ID that was, that was my, the, I've said that before. I was like, first of all, if this is the case, if there's people that can't get an ID, how are voting they is the, they're so disenfranchised in society. <laughs> like there's nothing they can, they can't have an apartment. They can't do this. They can't do that. It's so insanely ridiculous. And I don't know a single black person that doesn't have an ID. Like it's fucking ridiculous, you know, but I there's some know. shit like that. I don't know. But I've met talking. I, I assume that they don't know black people. 
Like for me and living in Detroit, we would, there are people who have no money. And when I say no money, they not, they're not working, but they're living better than some people who go to work and bust their butts every day. I have family members, Alan, keeping it a straight stack, 100% who are living in project housing, paying $5 a month for rent. Don't pay utility bills, but they're driving around in the nicest car. They got Jordans on their feet and iPhones in their hands. They get $10,000, refund checks every year um, for jobs that they don't have. So, That's crazy. no, black people are not in a, well, at least the people that I know and are, are around from where I came from, they don't need anyone's help. They need to take accountability and responsibility for their own lives. That's what needs to happen. And that's where... That's the difference between me and any other black person who the same people that I grew up with are still living in the city, have done absolutely nothing with their lives. Babies everywhere by different men and women and just 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 keeping generational curses and cycles going and wondering why they're not wealthy. They people talking about reparations and all this ridiculous stuff. I said reparations. What are you people talking about reparations? I don't care if, if you got a stimulus check. I'll just be honest with my family. All the money we got was like $12,000 from those because we have four children, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. and all that. And our lives should be better for all having that money. What do you have to show for yeah. it now? Besides, now we got inflation up the wazoo. That's yeah. <laughs> right up the butt. And now everybody's like, oh, I miss Trump. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't get to that's say that. Got, that's where it gets crazy. But, but, but real quick, but what we were talking about before we, before we have to wrap up, like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a complete, like, like, there should be no speech that's suppressed. Yes, the reason being is, if you're racist, I want you to feel free to say it. I want to know. I, 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 would, I would rather know what, you, what people think because this political correctness is all it is, is it is, you know, societal level institutionalized lying. Like, yes. like it's like when somebody says, oh, you're, you're, you're not, you're not unhealthy. You're, you're just thick. Like if you're 300 pounds, you need to work on your health. Like yes. if I were to say that to you, I would be like, you know, I'd be lying to you. So yes. now, you know, I'm lying to you. I know that, you know, that I'm lying to you because mm-hmm. I know I'm lying to you, but I'm saying it just to be nice. That's not nice. Like, I mean, I, I'm sorry that that is not nice. It's like the same thing. Like I refuse to see anybody as a victim. Like I, I, I just absolutely do. Like I refuse, like you are a victim of, of yourself, if anything. Like, I mean, when people think that way, I refuse because I have seen people, like people don't seem to get this. Like black people weren't the only poor people. Like it's, it's a poor thing, you know? Hello. Like I've, I've, I, I've, I've met plenty of people from the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, in you know, middle of nowhere country who like they don't like they grow their own food because they can't own, they cannot actually fucking buy food. There's no jobs. There's no nothing. And a lot of the times this and this is just to be real. Like this is one of the things that I think that Mark and I, with my business partner, start talking about more. Like to a huge degree, just most of you people need to step up as fucking adults. But like men in general, like they're, they're like they want to alienate people like strong men and and as toxic when in fact. That's what the fucking world needs. Like, I'm not talking about like the douchebag strongman shit like that. Like, I'm talking like men who want nothing. Like, I want nothing more to spend all my time with my wife and my son. Like, nothing. Like, that's a hundred percent. Like, that's literally why we. That's literally why we started these businesses is so I could spend more time with her. You know what I mean? Like, real men need to stand up and take ownership of their lives and provide for their families as much as possible and respect their wives or their significant other or their husbands. Cause I don't fucking judge. I don't fucking care, but <laughs> like, like stand, stand the fuck up and be responsible human beings for your family and for your children and shit like that. Too many people are worried about what fucking society thinks about them right now. And they portray this vague, weird image of, you know, being some sort of special person or they try very, very hard to just be accepted. And I just, I'm sorry, but being accepted on this screen right here is not important to me. Like, I mean, and I know many people think that it probably should be. It's absolutely not. Being who I am authentically and genuine is way more important to me because that, that, that's a reflection of me and reflection of the person that my wife chooses to spend her life with. And my son is a part, you know, like that's important to me. You know, that, that's what that's what real men look for. And, and real women should look to be able to stand up on their own, but also help support their loved one as their loved one should support them. I just think the family unit has gotten torn apart so much 
in all sectors of society that the issues we're having with the young people nowadays come from a lack of support of family unit. You know what I mean? People worried way more about like what other people, their neighbors and everybody else thinks about them than what they are taking care of their children. Like to a great degree, most people do not need to be on social media, if you ask me. Like it's it's gotten to the point where not everybody can have a voice. Well, maybe 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 some of you motherfuckers should pay more attention to what's happening in your real fucking lives. You know, like uh, I, I, I talk all the time about how I can't wait to I actually can't wait to be done with this. Like all of this. I can't like I, I got another few years and I can't wait to be done with social media. I mean, because when I retire in a couple of years, I will never fucking open the shit again. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I probably watch YouTube videos or whatever YouTube evolves into for like how to like grow crops and shit like that. Like, I mean, like, but actually interacting, I don't need this shit. Most, if, if you need social media stuff more than you need your family, like I'll spend my entire day talking to my wife, fucking going for hikes and fucking shit like that. Once I'm retired, I don't need this shit. Like too many and people that's need what we're this trying shit. To do. We're trying to, but it's really challenging for us because we have small children. We've got our oldest our oldest daughter is 12. So we've got, it's gotta be terrifying. It is terrifying. It's really hard. We're struggling and dealing with social issues, stuff that, that I don't really know how to handle if I'm honest, because like I said, I'm from Detroit and what I've learned is moving from an urban area to a suburban area. You're not, you're not getting rid of problems. You're changing, you're exchanging problems. So instead of having to worry about, you know, getting shot at night or getting, you know, like gangs and stuff like that, I have to deal with pronouns and cause that's not something that, you know, we don't deal with that here in Detroit. That's not something you see in black communities, just keeping it honest. It's like, we don't, we're not doing that period. Yeah. But moving to the suburbs, it's like my feelings, this, my parents, like your, my life sucks and my life is so miserable. And I'm like trying to battle with my daughter, just helping her see life. Like it really is like, you've got your biological mother and father together. You know, you live in a half million dollar house in freaking Sugarland, Texas. You've never seen adversity in your entire life. And you want to tell me how your life sucks? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. It's I mean, like, yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, <laughs> I just I like it. And I like I said, I really I I we, my wife and I talk about it all the time. We are so happy we don't have a young one right now. Like the shit <sighs> you guys got to deal with. Like, I can see myself losing my shit if my kid came home and said, by the way, my teachers now said my, my pronouns are they, them. I would lose my motherfucking mind. I, 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 I got to be real. I would go to, like, I'd be, in, I'd be in jail. Like, why are you talking to my kid about sexuality? Like, the hands are tied. It's way higher up. It's not the teachers. They can't do anything. That's why so many teachers are quitting and leaving. They literally cannot say anything to these kids. It's so crazy. It's like it's so on purpose. Insane. We're at the point where we're talking about pulling our kids out and homeschooling. That's where. Well, we... well yeah, I, I would. I, no shit. There's no way I would not be homeschooling at this stage. None. But I tell you what, I do need to run because I guess I yes, got some other shit. Too. It was absolutely fabulous having you on. I will send you. I will send you a message here later. Uh, uh, and you know, if you have, you know, you know where to get a hold of me. If you have any any follow up advice, I thank. I as appreciation whatever you need for your journey. I will gladly help you. And I'd love to have you on again sometime soon. Absolutely. I thank you for your time and the opportunity. I appreciate you helping me. I do. Thank you. Absolutely. And again, I'll, I'll follow. I'll follow up with what you got going on. Okay. Yes. All I'll right. We'll talk soon, thank everybody. You. Thank you very much. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Bye.